We're talking Breakers basketball now. We're joined by uh, the new assistant coach of the franchise. Goes by the name of Zico Coronel, and those who have been watching the local NBL will be well aware of this man's pedigree. Uh, this year, it's been outstanding here for his Hawks Bay Hawks. Managed to get themselves right to the final against his old team, the Saints, and uh, they were gunning them until the last quarter when the Saints, too good, ran them down at the last. Zico, that was an incredible uh, last-up game for you and your Hawks Bay team. It's kept off a pretty good year with now your appointment as the assistant coach of the Breakers. Things must be pretty good in your life right now, Zico. Yeah, I've been fortunate to work with some tremendous players and you know, and when you have tremendous players or tremendous people, they create some pretty awesome results and a due amount of the credit probably goes to the coach, but you know, that's been very beneficial to me and helped me get this further opportunity, which is exciting. It's a little old school like the Breakers originally when one of your quotes is you're interested in guys with um, good talent but more importantly good character it's about the person as opposed to what they actually want out of the game Yeah it's extremely important uh, you spend so much time together and quite simply don't want to spend that time with people that you know, are not good people and Jared Kenny, Dion Presta, Ethan Rusbatch Everard Bartlett and I could just go down the line just outstanding people and then the imports we were able to bring in were also of really great character. It's absolutely thrilling to see EJ Singler get signed by the Brisbane Bullets you know, and get a bigger opportunity through his time with us in the Hawks and yeah, what a tremendous group of people an absolute pleasure to spend time with and, you know, and that, I guess the positivity that surrounded our team really carried over to the floor as far as your relationship with the Saints, because you've had one, what your assistant coach there for how many years, seven or eight years, and they appear to be um, the roadblock when it comes to the Hawks winning championships. I think it's been, what, three years in the last eight or nine where the Hawks by Hawks have been knocked out of the final by the Wellington Saints. So it's kind of kind of bittersweet that you leave that program and you still can't quite get it done. I think there's been maybe even longer than that, to be honest, that it's been the Hawks run into the Saints. And for most of that time, I was, part of the Saints side, but I don't feel it's bittersweet. Uh, I'd like to think that the Saints still consider me to be a part of the Saints family. I have nothing but the highest admiration and respect for the opportunities that next 10 years sacrifices created for me. We got to work with so many of the great, great players in New Zealand basketball, the likes of Dylan Boucher, Casey Frank, Lindsay Tate, uh, Kerry Cameron as a coach, and so on and so on, and I could name many, many more. Um, Troy McLean, Damien Ekinastio, George Liafra as Wellington legends, and that really informed my learning and knowledge as a coach, and that made me so much better appeared when I got the opportunity to go to Hawke's Bay and, and pass on some of that winning knowledge that the Saints possess. And, you know, I think that there's a lot of talk in our league about competitive balance and you know, my aspirations is to get to the highest caliber league that someone's willing to sign me in. And part of that, I feel, is we can make the New Zealand league a better league. We're just being in that means you're coaching at a higher level or playing at a higher level. And so to me, the Saints are the bar that we should be aiming for to come up to, not to bring them down to the rest of the league. And I think that for a middling budget team with the Hawks, we showed that with some difficult decisions and calculating decisions and taking some risks, not all of them came off, you know, we didn't have good injury luck, um, that you can at least foot it with 
a tremendous, tremendous Saints team, and hopefully that gives the likes of Manawatu and Taranaki and Nelson and so on uh, a little bit of heart that, you know, if they make some of the right calls and get a little bit of good luck along the way that they can be right there as well with a great Saints team as opposed to reducing Saints down through legislation. You've got the job now with the Breakers. Uh, tell us how that job came about. And I'm presuming you're still going to carry on your role as a head coach with Hawks Bay, or does that stop now, Zico? That remains to be seen. Uh, you know, I've been here in Auckland for a week and working extremely hard for the new head coach, Dan Shamir, who, of course, has come from Europe. And so we have a lot of work to do to make sure we're intimately familiar with this league, the coaches, the players, the different logistical challenges and, and so we have an important part to play, myself and um, fellow assistant coach Michael Fitchett, who's a bit more experienced in this league and has been really helpful in this first week, um, but we have a lot of work to do in that regard, so um, you know, the viability of continuing with the New Zealand NBL is something that I have to assess and also for the Hawks who you know, pretty um, limited staff I mean extremely limited and you know there's a lot of times that there were GM functions that it fell upon the coach to fulfill and when that's your sole team it's eminently possible but obviously now during that pre-season period I'll be working extremely hard with the breakers so those are all decisions that have to be made and assessed and and hopefully we'll have an idea of that in due time. You've uh, talked to um, um, Dan Shamir, the, well, the, the head of basketball, which is basically loosely the, the head coach, as, as you mentioned there as well, and his experience. Uh, he's put together a team. Fitch had obviously got some history. So how did he come to the conclusion that you were the, the best man to join the ranks? And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be very fascinating and exciting to see someone from a totally different type of basketball come to this league. And as a basketball X's and O's, um, fanatic, I guess. I'm really fascinated about how that is going to play out. Uh, one of the coaches I admire the most in the world and from afar I've learned an extremely large amount from is Etere Messina, who of course was with the Spurs for many, many years and has just returned to his home country of Italy to head up Olympia Milano, which is their uh, pinnacle club. And Dan had the privilege to be his assistant with GSK Moscow uh, some years ago. So there's some amazing pedigree there and his historical background. So that's going to be interesting. And how it came to pass that I was here, I think potentially Dylan Boucher uh, recommended me as someone on their long list. And I was fortunate that my players at Hawks were doing such an amazing job. And I'm sure when they tuned in to watch games, that helped my case. And I thank them profoundly for helping me advance in my career and goals. And we started communicating, and I guess he must have enjoyed those conversations or had no one else, who knows. And, you know, um, it kind of went from there. So, you know, that was pleasing for me. And, and hopefully, I mean, I really like European basketball. I spent a summer in Spain with Barcelona and Valencia and really watch a lot of EuroLeague games and, uh, try to really be up to the play with all that. So hopefully, you know, when Dan's trying to bring in some European tactics and ideas, I'm already pretty okay with them and able to assist in, in implementing those things.
Looking forward to the new season already, Zico Coronel. Congratulations on your new role. Uh, we continue these conversations, I'm sure, during the next NBL season. Thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you very much for having me.